We're back. Ciao, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Calcio Nostro podcast. We're going to go right into it. Italy qualifying disaster all over the place. They had one job. Couldn't do it in the, in the way we wanted them to. We have a guest on this pod today. We have Rocco here in place of Julio. Rocco, I'm going to you first here. What the hell happened? I don't know. Watching First of all, thanks for having me. But watching that game, I mean, it was clear Northern Ireland just had no interest in letting Italy through. Even you could tell from the fans, the way they were cheering, just when they were getting news from the Switzerland game, they were there to just wreck Italy's chances of getting through. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Italy had no answers. They could not break through. If you watch towards the end of the game, they had just everyone parked right in front of the 18-yard the box. It was a disaster. Mike? Well, I think that there are a couple things to to point out. Like, one, they're parking the bus from the first minute, and it's terrible. I don't think that in that game, when you're going up against a team that you know is going to be parking the bus, is the right time to false nine it. I didn't really understand that decision, and especially when most of the game it was Insigne who's going to be cutting through the middle. I think you need someone who's going to bring a little bit more physicality. Obviously, Immobile is not available in that game. I would have started Belotti or you know, agreed. Agreed. Some people out there think Skamaka should have gotten the shout. Either one of those guys, I think, would have been an upgrade. I think that was just a tough game for a guy of Insigne's stature, and we know we know from years and years of playing with the national team that he's particularly prone to not playing well in these games against countries that are not as technical and countries that rely on physicality and and really defending as a block. And I understand why you don't want to pull a guy like Insigne out of the lineup, but I think that it was a pretty, you know, bad decision to rely so heavily on him in that game. I thought Berardi was a better choice, um, but I still think I would have gone with Belotti from the get-go because I think you just took set pieces and and corners completely out of the game. Yeah, I think... For me, there, there were two main issues. One, I think the vocal point up top was definitely a huge thing. I think Belotti could have made a huge impact um, on the game, being an outlet just you know as a traditional striker, not having to have a, a senior where you have a winger where he plays with Napoli. And even with the national team, he's on the left mm-hmm. side. Having him to try to be that false nine where on a team that's already going to be defensive and already more physical than your average European team, that I think was a wrong mistake by Mancini. And I think another thing that was more appalling was that midfield really didn't look like they were going to break anything down. You know, I looked at the way Badella's body language was and the way that he was playing. He looked extremely tired. You know, he had, he had just played the Maldonina, then played against Switzerland, and then played against Ireland and was starting in all those games and played significant amounts of the games. I think this kind of leads... There's there's two questions here, and we're going to start with one. It's like, you know, who should be the starting striker and, you know, what is the ideal midfield for this? So whichever one of you want to take it on first, who do you think should be the starting striker? Mike had voiced Belotti in this tip. To, uh, particular game, excuse me, but do you think who should be maybe now and going forward? So, but like a couple things, I think like back to the midfield, like Barella, like typically is going to play as well as anybody in the world really yeah. can in that role. But he's he's burnt out. Like he's played a lot for Inter. He's played a lot of big matches. If you go back to July, uh, and even beyond that, I mean, like he was in the Scudetto race before this, so he's playing a lot of soccer. It's showing. He's tired, and you know he he's the type of guy who, even back to the Euros, is not going to last you a full 90 minutes, so you know that a sub's coming there. 
I love Sandro Tonali. I think that he's having a really phenomenal I th- season. I, th- I think he had a good showing for the for the, net, for the Azzurri. I think I would have played Locatelli in this game, though. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's a game. It's a must-win game, right? And yeah. like, Loca has played more at the national team level. Sandro's a bit younger. He's never been in that scenario before. And it's not that he did anything right or wrong. The yellow card wasn't ideal. But I don't think that that like, makes his whole game a bust. I just think that I would have gone with Locatelli in there because he's a little bit more reliable. I th- I guess the counterpoint to that would be that he's sort of in the same box as Barella where Juve's burning him pretty high. Mm-hmm. Um, but getting back to your questions, I mean, I think when healthy, Verratti has to be featured. Yeah. He, he's, I mean, he's legitimately a top five midfielder in the world on his day. Um, yeah, his presence was definitely felt because you felt like with the midfield, they were dynamic, but they lacked that creativity. And I think Verratti offers you creativity, but also he offers you something different where he does manage to get by people in the midfield by dribbling around them, not simply just by passing it. I think that we kind of lack that in the midfield. Um, but I'm also concerned, you know, we had two games to seal this out, right? Like, if we win against Switzerland, there's no issue. I mean, really, three, right? You go back to Bulgaria. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And these are dropped points that you shouldn't be doing it. Uh, and and it, you're right, though. It, it's it's a number yeah. of games where you could close this. Like, the Switzerland game got me particularly annoyed because I'm thinking about it. It's like, look, you have a gold opportunity where you're playing the second play, the team that was behind you in the standings, and you're fighting for that top, that coveted top spot that gets you automatic qualification. What they did, they underperformed. They something happened that they just didn't perform well at all. And you know, then they got in the situation with the Northern Ireland, and that obviously ended up not going our way. And now, what's scaring a lot of people is like, we just won the Euro, but we're showing signs of what happened to us when we're doing qualify for the 2018 World Cup. Rocco, do you have any comment on that? No, I mean, I was saying this the other day, just that every game that I watched during the Euros, I felt really confident. Even like while everyone was saying, you know, going into the final, Italy has no chance. I was very confident in the team then. And since then, they're just back to like sort of their old ways where in qualifying and friendlies, they just look really pedestrian and they can't score. Um, Yeah, I mean, it feels a lot like last time when they missed the World Cup. I, I, I think like it. there's definitely that feel in the air. Um, but I think a couple of things are pretty distinctly different from the 2000, uh, 2018 qualifying. Mm-hmm. I think like the biggest one I think is, is that Mancini's a professional and like, you know, we're sitting here after the fact, looking at his lineup, looking at the way that the teams played and being like, he should have done X, Y, and Z. But in reality, he's a he's a top tier manager. And I think if you look back to when Sweden knocked us out, you had Ventura at the helm, and this is a guy who's coaching mid-level teams in Italy. He's not a good coach. The players don't respect him. So I think the one thing that gives me a little bit of a different feel from that particular point in time is that this is a team with a coach who knows how to win, and that's obvious from what they did this past summer. And I think... With their back up against the wall, Mancini is going to be the type of coach who knows how to get the most out of this team. Yeah. You know, it, it is easy to be critical of Mancini in this situation. But again, you need to realize that you're without you're without Immobile, you're without Verratti, you're without Pellegrini, you're without Chiellini. Like, you're missing a, a lot of key members of that team that won in the Euros. Spinazzola. 
Spinozola, yeah. Like, Calabria was out. Too. Exactly. Like, again, the, the, I only said four. You guys have, there's definitely a bigger list out there. So I think the people might want to blame it. She's like, oh, it was just kind of a dumb luck thing that happened in the Euro. It's like, no, a lot of players that were on the team in the Euro were hurt and therefore couldn't play in these games. And I mean, I mean, ultimately, though, right? Like, we're going to say that. And it's like, it's easy to be critical of Mancini, but players win and lose games in these instances. Yeah. And like, I understand Italy's missing a bunch of players and really good players. And, and you know, Barella and Locatelli, these guys are tired. They're playing a lot of matches. But this team's too talented. They're too much better than teams like... And, like, say what... It, Switzerland's a real team. They, they can play yeah, real no, they, Yeah, they, they, they've qualified and they're showing that they're a good tournament team. That I, I understand. But Northern Ireland, and even more so than that, the drop points in Florence to Bulgaria... Can't be dropping points like that. Yeah. You're, too, you're, you're Italy. You just come off of a Euro when you've proven that you're a, a top-level team on your day. You cannot be dropping points like that. Yeah. Go on, your thoughts. I just... I, if if we make a penalty, we're not having these discussions. Right? We're a penalty away from this not being a thing. However, that I blame Mancini. I don't think Jorginho should have been the penalty taker. He's proven the... Past, like he, he's, he's got the yips. He's got the penalty yips. Well, they're hops, actually. <laughs> well played, <laughs> but I I think there there need that that's one that's one concern. But also, um, the midfield. I've been mostly disappointed with the midfield. Um, we're lacking that cutting edge. Whether it's Barella being um, being tired or not having Verratti, um, I looked fine. Um, Agreed. Jorginho in the midfield, play wise, I thought was okay. It was, it was Jorginho, nothing to really write home of, mm-hmm. nothing to complain about. Um, it's the third midfielder that uh, Locatelli did not look good, um, but Ella did not look good. Um, I think against both Switzerland and uh, Ireland, Verratti would have been crucial. Yeah, teams that teams that you know will will. Play good defense. You need a cutting. You need a cutting pass. Yeah. Right. Dynamism is not going to beat those teams because mm-hmm. they have it. Right. You need someone with that cutting edge when it comes to passing and breaking through with a with a pass. Um, I think what also hurt that was kind of under under the radar was the Pellegrini absence. I would have loved. to. I think Pellegrini probably would have been a much better fit in that midfield against those two teams than than what was trotted out there the past two the past two games. Mm-hmm. I think, like, to add to the Verratti point, right, like, he's far and away Italy's best player. But it's it's not just that, like, cutting pass that he adds. It's, like, the tenacity that he also brings, right? Because people, I think, tend to think of him as just a guy who can pass. But he's he's a pretty feisty guy. Like, he'll go in there and he'll get a couple of ugly yellow cards. And, like, he, he tackles, he chases back. He's small, but he does dirty work. And I think, like, that is mentality that I didn't see. And I think... You know, you put him in. Obviously, you can't put him into the game because he's injured. But I think that if he's there, this is a different qualifying mm-hmm. route, and hopefully, he's back for March. Yeah, yeah. I mean, definitely. But it's like hard because if you take any top teams midfielder out, and they're at a level like a guy like Verratti, like you're taking a top fifteen midfielder in the world. Would you say like? Well, you, I, I'd say higher. I would say I would say top ten. Top right. Five. So, you, so if you pull a guy who's that good out of any team, it's yeah. like they're going to struggle. In the in the Euros, they looked pretty good with Locatelli filling in, but uh, I think he's getting burnt out pretty hard at Juve right now because without him at Juve, they yeah. can't do anything. It, it, so. he, he's essentially doing a, a two-person job as one person at Juve, so that's fair. Yeah, I that's think one person I think I, who I think 
not I'm not saying he's as skillful as Verratti, but I think he could have been a sub for Verratti or Barella would have been Piscina. I think Piscina would have been a really good person to put in that midfield for one of those games. I think Barella against Switzerland, you have to start him because Barella is, I think, a better midfielder. For the for the Northern Ireland game, I think that was a game for Piscina to really come in and give something different. Kind of like how they were talking about a Scamacca, where it's like, you know, they're not, these aren't your normal players on the Italian national team. No one's really seen them because they play on lower level teams and no one has that good of a scouting report on them. So I think Piscina particularly would have been really good in that scenario. But one of the things that a guy like Piscina does is he brings it like, and like no fault, like I shouldn't say no fault, but like Mancini wants them to play this very particular, like beautiful style of soccer. But sometimes like you got to just go in and get results. You got to be nasty. Yeah. And and a guy like Piscina is going to go in there and give you a little bit more of that kind of play than what he went with. Agreed. (laughs) Half Canadian. Um, I disagree a hundred percent on Badella playing. He he got taken. He, let's not forget he was subbed during the derby. He's hurt. He's tired. That's his number one. Like when I think of the best quality of Badella, it's his tenacity. If he doesn't have his legs, why are you calling him in the first place? I, I, I'm sure like this Italian team is so loaded. I'm sure that you could have come up with a better starting eleven. Also, if you had the idea of playing with a false nine from the beginning, like your call ups need to be better. Right, like I, yeah. I, I don't understand how that's yeah, the but system. How, how, you, how could it be better with all the injuries that happened, though? Like, well, I mean, it could be better in a ton of different ways. I mean, like for one, don't put Insignia down the middle. No, exactly. exactly. Yeah, like, but he's talking about the calls. That's what I'm referring oh, to the, the call I mean, the call-ups, I think, who could have come in who are like more crafty players instead of bringing. You know, if Skamaka's not going to play, why do you have Skamaka? Yeah, Pol- there? Politano, another an yeah. example, a lefty that I can actually break down a defense. Right, like Berardi, he is what he is. Right, like. He's not going to explode with speed and, and pass. Like, Politano could break through the lines yeah. if you need. And I thought he should have deserved a call-up. Right? He was so close to making it to the Euro squad last time, and he, he, he gives that bit of flair that we, we significantly lack, especially yeah. when you don't have a striker. If you don't have a number nine that can get you a goal when you desperately need it, you either need a, a midfielder that could pinpoint a pass and break it down themselves, or someone who could beat you off the dribble. We have Chiesa who could beat somebody off the dribble, but that's really it. Yeah. Insigne is like as previously mentioned on a pod. He's the only person that's under five five that has no speed. Yeah. Right. Like, why is he? Why is he starting up front as a center striker with no hold up play? But mm-hmm. then back to the wings, right? Like, I I'm all for Berardi. Anyone who knows me knows I'm the biggest Berardi shill. But like, when you're playing him on the right and you're putting Keza out of position onto the left, and Keza loves playing on that right, right? You're hurting the team there. And I think, like, if you are going to play Berardi, put him in the middle. So that way it's a little bit less predictable when he's and just he, and he's swinging tec- it on he's, tec- he's technical enough that he can actually operate as a distributor in the middle. Like, I get what you're saying with that. I mean, he's undersized as, like, a center forward. But in terms of a false nine and, like, actually being a passing option and trying to create by checking in and giving balls outwards, I think he's good for that. I think he can fit that role. Bring I, I, Pitania. I said, it, I said it during the game. I said during the game, I was like, this, the saddest thing is that we went to like the vaunted Italian strikers, right? Like we had the creme de la creme. And now we're giving, you know, compliments because our our striker plays defense, right? Like that's the number one quality we look for is like Belotti hustles, yeah, right? We used to praise our strikers because they used to do their job and get goals and link up play. Right? Well, also the, now we're cheering them because they put in a shift on the defense. But we also Come on. we also don't have like the the typical old Italian striker class where it's like you have these big guys who are trying to go with their feet. Like we don't have any but, of those guys but, anymore. But how are you? But that that's that's the thing that like 
That bothers me. We haven't had it for 10 years because we've had the same pair for the past 10 years. We've had Immobile and Balotti. Balotelli, right, he was a, a brief, like, interlude of actually, like, quality striker. Yeah. We've had Belotti and, and, and Immobile for the past 8 to 10 years. Yeah, at least two qualifying rounds. And we've been saying more. the same thing. No goal threat, right? Why are we continually to trying to fit, like, expect something different from these players, Right. It, it, that's the thing that sh- play Skamaka, play Raspadori, try Moise Keane, try Zaniolo on the f- false nine. That something needs to change there. It, it, it's so now are you blaming the definition I, of insanity? But now are you blaming Mancini for doing for kind of not fle- uh, being flexible in his system? Agreed. Yes, I I, I do. I, that's where I blame him. Okay. Yeah, I think it's unfortunate because I think if Kane was fit because he's not fit right now, I think he would have gotten gotten a chance at least in this break, and I think he would have fit really well because he's physical. He's sort of technical enough, but at least he gives you a more direct attack. Yeah, than, he's, than he's very he's very aggressive in his pursuit too, which is good. He's stupid he's fast. fast. He's yeah. very fast. So yeah. fast. But I mean, you know, I, I got no no qualms with the defensive picks. They did their job. Bonucci yeah. for some reason is good with Italy, but <laughs> I don't know what that. I don't think he had that good of a game with Ireland though. We didn't give up a goal. He right. didn't give. We didn't give and up a he, goal. He got that clearance off the line when it didn't well, matter no, 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 anymore. No, 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 no. It, it, right was, it wasn't a clearance. It was a, it was a pass that he a, a weak, a weak footed shot that was really right at him on the line that he didn't have to react to it because the guy was already falling back. For the record, it wasn't the best touch from Bonucci when that ball came to him. I thought oh, he no. looked a little shaky. I thought, was going into the, I thought so, that was going to yep. hit off him and go in. The commentator I remember was like, "Well done from Bonucci, so cool," and I was like. I'll say this every time I watch Emerson play I know he's not a world-class left back but every time I watch him play I think Aurelio De Laurentiis is stupider and stupider so I I agree I'm not I'm not debating that point but I I thought he was the best player in the the island but so so now the issue that I saw this and I saw this obviously when Spinazzola was the starting left back we saw this you know abundantly where he would just always use the outside and that's because Insigne was on the left and cutting inside so that width was open Emerson plays a similar style not to the effect that Spinazzola does when you put Chiesa on the left side Chiesa stays wide and so Emerson has to work inside that's not Emerson's you know preferred style of play see but these are things that we're saying as like and you know like not casual fans we watch a lot of soccer but yeah. if we're realizing this right Mancini should be too because you're occupying the same space yeah. with two players, why is he sending that lineup out there? No, agreed. It's because what he has. I was say, and it's also and it's also and it's also it's also not Emerson's fault. I'm saying put Kez on to the right if you know that there's yeah. going to be that overlap issue. And also, I mean, uh, I think it's another situation where it's like the the Italian mantra is like if it if it isn't broke, don't fix it, right? Like he <laughs> won he won the Euro with these players. It started. Yeah, that's why we went trophyless for the past set, like, I'm not, what, 15 years. I'm not, I'm not defending no, the validity of it. I'm just saying, like, this is the mindset he probably had, where it's like, look, I I was able to get results you playing this way with these players. I'm going to keep doing it this way. Now I think he's starting to realize, like, okay, maybe I need to change something. So a different sort of question here, right? Like, obviously, Cheetah is not available for this game. Are you at all encouraged that he's playing at a kind of high level, at Lazio, he's still scoring goals minus however many penalties he takes in a more similar system to what Italy plays with Sarri there. I mean, I don't know because, again, it, it's different between Serie A football and international football. International football is, you know, by definition or by recent exposure, more defensive. And you need to have 
that guy who can hold up play and also hold off center backs knacking at your legs. I don't think Immobile has that skill. I think he's very good at going in between the lines. I think that's where the system of Saudi works for him best because he's playing in the more the Mertens role when he was at Napoli. I think, you know, is it a similar system in terms of shape and formation? Yeah, but I think the roles are completely different than what's needed in international play versus what's in league play. Um, again, I got put it put it best where it's like we don't have you know, the old type of Italian striker where they were big, they were to be played off of, and they can take players one-on-one. And that's what I think is needed on this Italian team. And I don't think Immobile is the guy for it. Honestly, Skamaka came in the game, and I was like, finally, okay, we have someone that poses a threat in some capacity. He could be abysmal with his feet. He could be abysmal with his back to goal, but he still poses a threat to goal because he's he's tall, right? Yeah. Like like something something that like distinguishes the striker, right? Like Raspadori, great with the ball at his feet, could turn, shoot, right? Crafty, yeah. Like what is the, what is the defining characteristic of Immobile and, and he's Belotti? Kind of fast, and he works hard. Belotti, I get less than Immobile because I, I think Agreed. Belotti has no above average skill. Yes, yes, Agreed. Agreed. And like Skamaka, like you could be like, oh, like this is a plan for the future. Like that could be something. How old is Skamaka? He's like 22, 21. Just asking for the Very young. He's 22. 22. Right? Like instead we're trotting out like a 30-year-old or 28-year-old who's like has, we've we've given them a long enough leash. And I, I, I think like similar vein, right? Like we're talking about moving on from some of the older guys. I think it's Insigne's time. Like we've spoken a lot. <laughs> I think you, I think him. it was. I think it was his time. Like probably leading up to the Euro. When you think about it, I'm convinced that if if he's not cutting in from the left and shooting with his right to the far the corner, curler, he yeah. can't put. The but ball he had on. a couple of those. He had a couple of those, and it's like it's like watching like someone die in front of you because they're getting worse and worse because the curls happening less, and he's hitting them straight at the goalie. Yeah. It's the most predictable that, that, shot. That was going to be my next comment. It's like. When has he done that on a consistent basis that's been in the last, like, three years? He hit one against Belgium. That's well, it. Which was right. huge, but yeah, obviously yeah. we all celebrated and, it. And it's funny because it's like everyone who knows Insignia knows that shot's coming. Yeah. It's like he never thinks to put it near post. No. Like, go low near post. Maybe you trick but the goal. He's a, he's a poor man's Arjun Robin. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the thing is that you only keep him in there is because, you know, again, assuming full health, you have Spinazzola and Emerson who use that width, who you as I use that width correctly. Now I can see you who always has to cut inside. By, I had the same frustration with Monopoly. Like, it's the same thing that happens. By, by poor man's Arjun Robin, I mean Suso. Oh. Oh, gosh, Suso. <laughs> why you got to miss a second to bring we were having such, we, we were having such a good pod, and now you had to just Because he's, he's, he's another one where it's like he has the most predictable move, right? Like, and everybody knows it's coming. Suso's be- I think Suso was probably like Suso was better because Suso was athletic. Yeah, but it's he's senior- like a top five Milan meme player for me though. Suso, yeah, he's had, got a special place. He, in my he heart. used to have games. I'm sorry to tangent off a bit, but you know he did have some games where he was destroying teams. Like he, I remember he had a one or two games that he destroyed in there. Yeah. Just, just on Insigne, it's just like I ate a lot of crow during the Euro because I made a bet with some people, like a friends of mine, where I was like. Italy will never win something as so long as Insigne is in the team. Yeah, Insigne is like a starter and wears the number 10. I ate a lot of crop. They won in spite of him. Just saying. Well, you also, well, now you bought, don't forget what you well, had, had to do for the I had to buy a bat. jersey as a result. I have an Insigne Italy. Like, that's electric. Jersey coming in the mail. Yeah, that's what this podcast is for. It's bents. It's just bents. Yeah. That's all it is. Um, yeah, and honestly, you know, it's a good thing you brought him in senior because he is rumored to start getting out of the limelight because apparently MLS are come calling for him. 
like who's rumored for? it's toronto right that's so rumored for toronto so it's like the exact same move in terms of like height and everything <laughs> as <laughs> jovinko i think i'd rather have jovinko Oh, Javinko, I think was a better player. No. Look, I, I that's mean, not crazy. That's not, that's not I'm, not, I'm not gonna lie. The Parma Javinko, Parma Javinko. <laughs> yeah, is the best that's what I'm saying. So, I mean, I mean, in terms of career moves, this is, I mean, he's gonna fight to stay at Napoli. I think he'll take less money, and I think like the World Cup is a part of that. But if if I'm Insigne, and they throw maybe tw- like what twelve to fifteen? Yeah, it's rumored rumor rumor to be rumor. fifteen million right now. To go play in MLS. To go play in MLS, you hang it I up. I mean, Toronto is man. colder. It's, and it's not. It's not Southern Italy. Big Italian population. Yeah, though. tons of Italians up there. He'd be a god in that city. Yeah, make a I, bunch of money, and it would be even easier for him. To Mike's World Cup point, it's like you go there, you're basically putting an axe to you possibly playing in the World Cup. Well, is Italy going to get to the World Cup? <laughs> yeah, you know, they needed like an NIT for the World Cup, no, where no. it's like you don't make it to the main tournament, <laughs> like the first. But it's like, yeah, man, that would actually be a, a fun tournament so much to closer watch. To like every team qualifying. I was anyway. about to say that's why we're gonna put 140 40, teams yeah. in the World Cup. Yeah, every team. Goes. All I'm saying is dream scenario: 2026 MetLife Stadium, Italy versus America. I'm going there. Yeah. <laughs> Wear both jerseys. With I'm, our luck, they're not gonna qualify. It's like 50 teams. Yeah, yeah. Where, where you literally have the biggest. San Marino got in here, but not Italy. <laughs> San Marino beat Italy in a qualifying round to get to World Cup. I was telling Marco this for the for the qualifier. Like, if we get Sweden again, like, yeah. God. It's man. over. It's over. Well, the good thing is that now they have Kulusevsky, so he'll miraculously show up oh, in Sweden. Yeah, like, no, but they have, they have that striker, Isaac. Isaac. Yeah, yeah, Isaac, Isaac, who's actually like, disgusting. Well, I mean, Ibra will also come up. Oh, for <laughs> sure. He'll score a 35-yard bicycle kick to bury Italy. Over, over by... Uh, oh, <laughs> no, Bonucci. You know he's no, licking he, his no, lips He's, he's, he's going to do it in between um, Bonucci are, and Kili. Are Sweden a seeded team? I don't know. Yeah, I think... Think so. I think Portugal is. Yeah. Portugal is. I think. I remember. I think seeing Sweden and Portugal were seeded teams, Man, and obviously is, so is Italy. I, I'm glad we can't play Portugal because if I had to watch Ronaldo, soo- well, we can. Uh, in the second, is that is that right? Leg, yeah. Well, yeah. If, if they because there's a very there's a very real possibility where the second leg is in Portugal against. Look, I or mean, against the, Sweden. The good thing is that Portugal is playing some of the ugliest soccer we've ever seen. Yeah, but that right doesn't now. matter. You know it's going to happen. Ronaldo's going to look at the ex-UV guys and be yeah. like, oh, here we go. Yeah, yeah. And, and also it's like, you know, Portugal's going to play like somewhat Catanacho, and that's going to be the death of us. Like, yeah. it, It's already written on the wall. We're going to have the same. Yeah. Just I, think about this. I don't think Jorginho's playing a World Cup yet. I was thinking about this the other day because yeah. he didn't get... He switched late. He switched late. Ventura didn't play him. I was about to say, yeah, he was in the team that lost to Sweden for the yeah. 2018 World Cup. Yeah. He's been like kind of on the Italian shelf for like a long time. So you so you know who can... That would be very sad. If Jorginho goes his whole career and doesn't play a World Cup with Italy. I think the shitty thing is, is like, if th- this is a good tournament team, if Italy ends up in Qatar, I'm like, this team could... They, they, they could they, they can, make they can, it to a semifinal. But see, they're, they're going to do the same thing. And Mike Lear said this about Italy in the Euros. They can make the semifinals. And we're like, no, they're more of like a dark horse team. It's going to be the same sentiment uh, in the World Cup that they're going to be a dark see, horse team. I don't know. I think No, because you know that England's going to be rated higher. France is going to be not, rated it's higher. It's not even that. I, this team, I don't think, stacks well up against the South American teams. They just don't. Hey, it could well, go our way. We don't play them. If, if again, knock on wood, you have we to make play at least one. Up. You can't get through all of them. You never know. There's, you have to play. Oh, you'll at least definitely one. have some in group play, right? Well, I mean, you'll have England getting a group with like 
I don't know, somehow like Albania will make it into the group stage of the World Cup to play England because... Yeah. And probably Ecuador too. If they yeah, I mean, all it. of yeah, the yeah. easiest teams get drawn with England. The US. And then, yeah. Well, <laughs> and then Italy will have a group stage of like Brazil, Argentina, and Germany yeah. or something like that. <laughs> Did Germany qualify? Yeah. Yeah. I think they're winning. They're winning. Well, because they're, well, they're well, not yeah, even they good. No, well, now they are. They, they have Hansi Flick. Yeah, Hansi Flick is like. Who they, they won their last two games, I think, by a goal margin of like 14 to 2. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're on two. fire. Because they beat Luxembourg, I think, like 9 nothing or something. Ooh, Luxembourg. Well, but, but, what, but what I'm saying is, like, they're unlike Italy, where when you play lower teams, you can beat them. Oh, they also got the 9 0 win against Liechtenstein. That was when I was also tough talking group. about Tough group. Yeah. <laughs> Well, we had Northern Ireland, which we should have won, and we would have won the group. Oh, I mean, absolutely. Air quotes. I have a question. On that Switzerland game, Donnarumma, should he have stopped that shot? Yeah, I I mean, I think, like, if it's, like, summer Donnarumma, that's That's it doesn't shock me. I think he's completely out of form. I think the PSG move is really tanking him because it's like if you ask me in, like, June, July, it's like, hands down, he's the best goalie in the world. Now I'm like, he's... He is, but he's not playing like that. Did anybody else Magnan. find his... Co- Sorry. Uh, I said better than Mike Magnan. <laughs> Magic Mike Magnan. He's that, the greatest goalie of all time. The thing time. is, does anyone, find, does anyone, did anyone find his comments to be very like contradictory? Like, oh, it's not impacting my form. Oh, yeah. But it's but, impacting my mentality. Yeah, he's, he's like, yeah. I feel the effects. Yeah, and we're feel, like, but the question is, like, if you don't feel the effects, like, what? Like, like, yeah, like, I don't blame him for feeling the effects, but don't sit there and say, like, it's not affecting your play. Where we just saw you dominate an entire tournament, and then you make a move, and now you suck. Yeah. He didn't suck, but he's off. Well, the he's game. not getting. He went. He went to a team that already had a world class goalkeeper. Like you expect us to walk in willy nilly and think it's like a competitive free he went zone. For the money. I mean, well, Mino I think went that, for the money. I think that he legitimately was like, "I am Donnarumma. No one's playing above me," which is like not a crazy thing to think no. for him. He's better than not coming us. coming off of the Euro when that's fair. Yeah, yeah I mean. He, his body of work since he's been like 16 has been incredible. Incredible, Yeah. But I, I think Pocatino is an idiot for not playing him. And I also think it's like really hurting Italy right I, now. I don't think Pocatino is an idiot for not playing him. I think a lot of like from his days at Real Madrid, everyone looks at Navas and they're just like, we love this guy. Like he's been guy. I like Navas as a, I think he's gotten the short end of a stick in a lot he, of places. He's, he's been in conversation for top five goalkeeper in the world for like multiple years. And, and he goes completely unnoticed. He was incredible at Real Madrid. They bring in Courtois. I was gonna right. say, didn't he do the exact same thing with Courtois? Where well, he was keeping I, Courtois? I, and yeah. also, and also, yeah. I think he was better than Courtois for that first year. Yeah, Courtois yeah. hasn't been great. Really That's what I'm saying. Like, well, he, no, he's he's now he is. Now but he's like, really good. No, no, it, it, like, it took okay. it took him like like. After, I think I think after just like yeah. a second year at Real Madrid to actually be like one of the better, which ones. is a long time. But that's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, it, it took Navas leaving. Yeah, but and, and also but, Navas is in a position where as a goalkeeper you can have a longer career age wise than most people, yeah. and he's still doing it at like almost the highest of elite levels. Like it's ridiculous. Like uh, the guy, I feel so bad for the guy. He led Costa Rica to that to that World Cup success when they went. I think it was 2014. Was the goal. Oh, that's right. They won the penalty shootout. They won the penalty shootout, but they took him to like the quarters, yeah. and it, it was it was all him. I, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I think Donnarumma is still the best goalie in Italy. Like I, that's that's without question. Like the best Italian goalie for the national team. I'm, no one's refuting that. I was about to say he's not but in it, Italy anymore. I think he needs to. I would like to see him return to form, especially if our defense is you know, going to be aging and crumbling. Wow, well, I don't think it's aging and crumbling. You still have a lot of young pieces that you can Ooh. still put in there in the defense. 
They're all lefty. Before before we get like onto the defense, like similar goalie situation going on at Napoli. Like, yeah. what's, what's your take on this? Ospina is more consistent, and it's funny saying that as an as he is an ex Arsenal uh, player, and I definitely have more exposure to him at an Arsenal. Um, he's I think Mede is better because he's taller and he's a little more athletic. Ospina is just a lot safer because there are plays when Mede, like for example, like there are plays where he comes out on a corner or it comes out on a cross. He should catch it and he bobbles it at times. And like when you're that height, you really shouldn't be bobbling it when you're like a kind of clear and you know your your routine stops. Ospina, I think, is also better distribution wise, which is kind of how Spalletti wants to play this team. Um, and I mean, he they're splitting it right now. Ospina is in the league most of the league games, and Mede is the Euro games. That's how they're doing the split right now. I and just, I, yeah. I just kind of feel like if you have two goalies, you kind of have no goalies. You know, I feel like. Well, you're always going to have that controversy. And it's always like, it's it's kind of like how you guys are talking about the Kyer situation on the last pot, where it's like, if he has one bad performance, you know, the other guy's looking over his shoulder for that starting spot. Sure. I, 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 I totally, totally hear that. I think, though, like, Meret's younger. And I think he's a better shot stopper. And I think if you let him play, he's a much better I, shot I, stopper. I agree with the shot stopper, but. Here's my counter to that. How many times are in the in the season? How many teams in the season do you think that the goalie for Napoli would be facing a lot of shots? No, that's a good point. I mean, yeah. they have the best defense. Like I think I right think now. I think you'd rather have a guy who's good at um working with the game plan that Spalletti has where it's, you know, play out of the back, use a goalie with his feet. Ospina is better than Madeira with that 9 times out of 10. So I think for the and especially with Napoli being a title contender right now, knock on wood. I'm going to keep knocking on one until they actually win it. Um, They're not winning it. it. We're going with that later. But, um, yeah, I think he just makes more sense for what Spalletti wants to do with this team for now, at least in league play. Fair enough. All right, getting back to the defense on Italy. They're all lefty. Who's, who's the upcoming right, like, right, right-footed center back? Me and you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we do it for our men's league team. We'll do it like, for the national team. I don't know. I'm encouraged. I'm fine with the fullbacks. I think the, I think I think fullbacks were set up for a while. I think Calabria should get more time. I don't I don't, I don't know how been saying it. Yeah. Exactly. Well, De, De Lorenzo, whenever we need a goal, somehow gets he involved. Pulls it off. He did it with Napoli against Verona. He did it against Switzerland. Like the guy just knows how to be clutch when it comes to scoring. Listen, the biggest problem with this Italian national team is that there's no Sicilians. That's what it is. <laughs> Otherwise, they would have qualified. Exactly, they would have. They. Would've, I want. I want. We would have. We would have. First of all, the Sicilians taking that penalty. No doubt. <laughs> There's no doubt. I want Mikuli. Someone call Mikuli right <laughs> now. <laughs> I don't I, think. I can't even think of a Sicilian that's like. I don't think Grosso like, was Sicilian, but he played. He was at, for a long. He was time, at Palermo. He was from. We call him our own. He's he Roman, from, I think. I think he was from Naples. But all right, someone. Oh, no, he's Roman. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I can't think of a Sicilian that's like steady odd level, let alone national team level. Uh, but, but yeah, I, I, I think we need to figure this out because if we miss another World Cup, this is going to be a disaster. What do you do? Like, if you if we miss this World Cup, what happens? Do you fire Mancini? No, do you, you change can't the fire pro- like, Yeah, but you know, you bring him in to think, do this, and then he doesn't do it. Like, I know you have to wait the Euro success. No, I get that, no, but no, because you. Were, no, no, go for it. I was going to say the two reasons why you don't. One, he's brought silverware, right? 15 years. That's just saying how we much you weigh won, that. We yeah. trophy. Two, who are you going to hire, right? Like, who's, who's better? 
Ancelotti, he's not leaving Real Madrid. No. Allegri, he like who? Ranieri, like who? Ranieri, Ranieri. I can see it. Gasparini, no. Definitely, Gasper, yeah. definitely, no. No, because no. no, no. I'm seeing with Gasper, it's like a soccer situation where it's like you I think need a, you need time to build. I that think system. a lot of players like go to play for the national team. They're like, yes, like this is fun. Like I have to represent my country. It's a bit of a break from the club, like season. Like we're all friends. And with Gasparini, but if you're yeah. if Gasparini, if you're going to then be coached by Gasparini, you're like fuck this. That's yeah, terrible, right? Like absolutely not. Do you, you have, have like a national possibly, team of yeah. all Primavera players somehow grind <laughs> out a World Cup quarterfinal? <laughs> do you like do that. you do you maybe go the Conte route? No, again, like, oh, Conte's no. not gonna go. No, back I, there. I'm, not, I'm not saying this is what should be. I'm just saying like you know these are the options. No, he's not. But it, it's not an option. Yeah. Conte's not gonna go. I think I think Mancini, I think that Conte also regresses Italy's in, in like significant ways. I think you like you go back to playing a style of soccer that Italy's yeah. been like trying to break free yeah. from Agreed. for years. Agreed. Yeah. Does that be? I think but Max makes a lot of sense as the next guy. Just he's like a good man manager guy. You have a such short amount of time to work yeah, with players. Yeah, but like how Mike just said, it's like, you, you know, we want Italy to play like this attractive style of soccer. Allegri, like, I'm sorry. I know you're a Juve fan. Allegri's not the guy. You know well, what, what the fucked up thing is though? Allegri's such a good tournament manager. Yeah. No, okay, he'll win three would you, straight World Cups. Would you rather than play really nice or win the World Cup? Like That's true. That's true. Listen, if I were to, there's a very real and <laughs> almost like, Probably more real than any other coach in in, in the world right now. That like it, with Allegri, Italy wins the World Cup. But if you look at the results, it'll be like one nothing, one nothing oh, penalties. And he penalties, only wins one nothing. Yeah, yeah, that, that's yeah. exactly it. Um, I think are we all in agreement that like Mancini shouldn't be fired if they don't make the World Cup? I think you have to keep him. No, I think I think, yeah, I, I, think I think so too. I, I'm in that so camp. So the fact that we're all saying that they're gonna that they should keep him, they're gonna fire the FIGC. Or he fire. would step down. I wouldn't be shocked if he'd be like, I'm a I'm a shame to my country. Yeah, maybe maybe no, he wants the World Cup because he got he got he got absolutely him and Viali. Yeah, hit, no, Viali made, was on those national teams that went to the World Cup. Mancini was absolutely snubbed. And didn't play for the national team for a World Cup. I, I believe that's the case. And I think, like you know, like going back and like what we were saying earlier, I think that this is a coach that the players all respect, and that's something that's like, as you could tell from the last World Cup qualifying, super important into this stage. I think, like as an Italy fan, I trust Mancini more than I would trust other coaches at this yeah, stage. Yeah, no, like, agreed. To get us through, and like, like the Euros, you know, it's a bigger competition than qualifiers. Tech, mm-hmm. you know. And he got the best out of his guys. So I think, like, it'll be a different tone on the conversation depending on how March goes. Yeah. But I think he's the guy for the job, and I don't think you can fire him regardless. Yeah, I just hear the violin being played in the background. Of this is the swan song to Italy's, you know, fun, attractive soccer. I think we're going to get through. I hope I think so. we're going to get through. You know what would be even more of an atrocity? We go by the hard part of getting, like, a good group, air quotes, and then we well, just fuck know, up. You don't know who. Wait, do we? Yes, we do. We do find out that, like, the potential. It's the twenty seventh or twenty fourth. I hate that they're changing these formats. Honestly, so much. Honestly, I mean, obviously, I'm bitter because they lost the last format. But like the two legged thing, that's fun. In terms of watching it as a consumer, you love that. You're yeah. just like, whole, like I'm not glad. Single game elimination. I think. I think. I think. Me and Galan were off the day that it happened, and we watched it. No, I was in, I was in college, so I came yeah, over we to the house. Seniors. Yeah, we were seniors in college, so we went over and watched it. Seeing the San Siro that night and how crazy was it awesome. was, it was at, it was. One I th- watched the first half of that game and was like, "They're not coming out." 
I'm going to the post office. I need to send this package out. And I missed the entire second half. And I was like, I didn't miss anything. Yeah. I would have just been throwing things at my TV. That, I remember the controversy then, and you know, it's a polar opposite to now, where it's like, oh, why didn't Senior play? No. Like, I, I remember, no, yeah, I remember yeah. that was like a storyline. And now it's like, get him the fuck off the field. No, for me, I remember Ventura was like, De Rossi, get ready. And De Rossi's like, why the oh, hell are you yeah. trying to put me in? Put an offensive. We need a goal. Why are you asking me to be? I remember when that moment when Insigne comes on and he's like telling the other guys that he's going to be in the midfield. And they're all like, what do you mean you're going to be in the midfield? Like, you're not going to go to the wing. And he just like looks around, like shrugs his shoulders. Like, I have no idea. This is this is where I got sent out. The fact that that was the first game that Ventura played Jorginho. Like that's, that to me is ridiculous. Yep. That's the first game. That's where, that's where Jorginho got his first cap for Italy was that game. Yeah, what a, what a, what a fucking cat to, to start your international career. Well, he's gone. Okay. And everyone just take a breather. Ventura's not the coach anymore. Man, this is a fiery pie. We're all just, just, we're all just angry. We're all just old, we're just angry. Yeah. We're just old, young, angry Italian men just bending our frustrations. But before we go into our next topic, any last, any last thoughts about Italy? How about this way? Do Italy go through to the World Cup? I'll go to everyone yeah. right now. I, Regardless I, of the draw. We're going through. This team, on their day, is good enough to beat any team. And I think that one thing about these guys is, like, they're going to be like, okay, we need, like, we cannot miss two straight World Cups. Not to, you know, be Ole, but we are Italy. We're going to get through this. And yeah. I think that they're going to find a way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 100% Italy gets through. Um, if you look at the guys that they're missing, Chiellini, Verratti, Zaniolo, Pellegrini, like, well, Zaniolo's going to tear an ACL again before the, before the next. Don't do that. But those are guys that you t- like take them out of a team, and it's a massive, massive loss. So give me those guys in March, and I think we get through. No. <laughs> no. We're going to blow the first game. This, this, is, the, this, is, the most, this is the Gaetano special. Go ahead. No, I'm calling <laughs> it. Like, we're gonna, like you said, we're going to find out that our group isn't that bad. We're going to be like, okay, we might have a... like We'll have... Somebody that we're like, okay, like that's we'll have like game. a Poland, yeah, like that second game is gonna be kind of hard, like yeah. we gotta get ready, like or some or a game that we're really looking forward to, like Sweden, like a vengeance game, and we're gonna choke in the game right before that. <laughs> that's that's the Italy, that's the Italy special. So, because Gaetano has that take, fast forward to uh, World Cup 2022, <laughs> you got Chiellini holding the World Cup, <laughs> and he's gonna be like, I cried that day. <laughs> um, I think we go through, I'm not promising it's gonna be pretty. But we're going to go through. I'm confident. I'm confident Mancini to learn from his mistakes in these two games. And he's like, all right. So you got three yays and a nay? Three yays and a nay. I'm feeling very confident. Oh, God. Oh, I'm God. very saddened by this. <laughs> should we, should we, should we get the horn in the oil? the and saddest me? backflip he's ever done in his career. <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen you do a backflip. If you do it when I can't, they, You haven't seen me do it because I can't. No, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> no, that's what I'm saying. Um... Let's okay. talk transfers. Yeah, but I say we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna finish we're gonna finish with the Azuri for now, and now we're gonna go towards transfers. All right, Mike's uh, our transfer guru, so he's gonna lead us off on this one. So I'm gonna start out here. This is, this is gonna be some wild speculation, mm-hmm. but the news broke this week that Bernardeschi, Italy legend, is leaving Mino Raiola for Pastorello. What does this mean for Juve? Rocco, this is you. You're the Juve fan in place of Julio. I think so. that, that Berna is so funny because he gets so much hate all the time from Juve fans just because he's really average. Um, he's actually been playing pretty well lately. 
So it's funny to see some fan reactions on, on like Reddit and stuff where yeah. people are like, of course, now he's playing well and he's, you know, he just got injured at the international breaks. So he's going to miss a couple of weeks. Yeah. Um, but him switching agents, it looks like that's more likely means that he's going to leave than that he's going to stay. Uh, Mino has um, a great relationship with Juve. They pay him tons of money in commissions when he brings his players there. I would say, so would, you ha- would you have a great relationship? Would you yeah, consider it a great? Of course. He's going to bring Pogba back, get another $60 million check. Oh, Jesus. Um, Lukaku had switched to Pastorello. He left. Um, yeah, I mean, I know that from what I've read, the Juve offers for his contract extension have been him taking a discount. Mm-hmm. Um, that makes sense, I guess, if you look at the role that he was expected to where play. Do you, versus, where do you think he's going to go? Uh, I think he'd be a really good fit on Milan. I think so, too. And I think outside of that, I don't know, as a top team in Italy, where he could where he could go. I mean, like, I, don't, I don't think you'll like, get... You want him on Milan? I mean, of course I would. I mean, anything is an upgrade over what we have on the right right now. Delusional Milan fans will tell you that Salamakers is actually great in having Samu. Him to, oh, Samu is, I mean, he's a legend. <laughs> um, but I, I, I don't know. I think an interesting fit would be back to Fiore, but I don't think that the fan base would let that happen, yeah. and I don't uh, think he'd get paid. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I think... I think that'd be a nice little go back home for it. But I see, I don't think I don't he's know. I don't think he's done yet. I think a lot of people are saying that okay, he's gonna leave because he's done. He's only I mean, he's not that he's, old. Yeah, he's not that old. And I think and also if you guys get the Bernadeschi that plays on the Azzurri, where most of his performances on the national team, he's actually good. Well, for the national he team. changed his number. He changed his number from, from thirty three which he was before the season with Juve at a 20, because he says that that number, which he wears for Italy, brings him success. So he switched yeah. it to 20 for Juve, hoping they could bring that energy. Yeah. The thing about him is, like, I could see him on a whole bunch of clubs in Italy, and that, I think that's he could saying, be successful yeah. in a, a lot of places. Like, I think, like, this is a dude who could play on probably any of the top 10 teams. You think he can go abroad? I don't think he wants to. I think that that's a thing about yeah. a lot of Italian internationals that they're just like, why would I go abroad? I don't want to. Exactly, and it, it's a, it's weird because like there's there's old mantra that if you kind of leave Italy, you're out of sight, you're out of mind type of thing. Except uh, unless you're Jorginho, Jorginho, yeah. who when you're such a vital part of the team, um, uh, like Roma. like well, and what well, I was saying, like unless you're a vital part, but like yeah. I mean, like Pat Crotone, where's he been? He was at Wolves, and yeah, no one knew he, about him. But, I mean, I well, guess I'm just saying, I, like, I guess as an example, it's the same thing. Like, I have no idea what Kudrone has done since he left because I spend. Most well, he's of at my he's life. at Empoli now. Huh. He's on loan from because Wolves own him still. But yeah, um, I think so, I think he works really well with uh, Milan. But sorry, go ahead. No, I mean, like going abroad, he's he's not good enough to get to England. I I don't. I think, I think that maybe I think it's that a that shitty team in England. Yeah, he could, but then I think like a Watford because they're Italian owners. I mean, yeah, but yeah. I doubt it. You could go to France if he really wants to and play for like any team outside of uh, well, PSG. I've, you know, you know, I'm, it's funny because I'm looking in my living room and I see the picture of them of the team lifting the Euro 2020 and there's Bernadeschi in the bottom left corner. I find this. I've had this weird feeling that he might try to squeeze away to go to PSG. No, no. Hey, hey, no. Weirder shit. No one thought when Alden was going to go there. Yeah, who's who's the guy who plays on the right wing for them now? Well, they, but What's he's his gonna, name. Uh, Leon, Leonel. They 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 changed that position. Like whoever, they, oh yeah, they swap him yeah, with that other guy, Mbappe. Saying, yeah. But what? But what? Well, if Mbappe leaves, you you tell me you're not gonna bring in Bernadeschi, world class <laughs> right away. for like. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, it makes a lot of sense to Milan. It's uh, 
it would be a good fit. I think you break, you break. I think he needs a change of scenery. I think Agreed. if I were him, I'd want to leave. Uh, and I think he slots into that right wing role, right midfield, whatever you want to call it, really well at Milan. I think he adds a offensive upgrade over Salamakers. Maybe defensively, you're taking a hit. I really don't think you are because Bernardeschi has never really been a guy who's not going to play a system. So I, I think it's a good fit. I think both him and Milan would be better from it. Uh, so I, I hope that that happens. For the record, I would like him to stay at Juve. I've never been one of these haters. I've always, uh, yeah, I mean, like, hoped that he'd be really good, even though it hasn't really turned out that way. I do think that Juve this year has played a little more fluidly when he's been there, um, definitely more than if Kulusevski plays. But Yeah, so I'm, I'm reading the reports now, and apparently the talks over his contract extension have frozen. Like they're not they're not really making any progress on it, and now with this latest news of him changing from Raiola to his new to his new agent, maybe the the signs are showing that you know it is time for him to go and he's going to try to go somewhere else. And I'm trying to see when. So his contract actually expires into the season, right? Yeah, he's so he's walking on a Bosman. So we were talking about his last pot where Milan could possibly get. Belotti on a Bosman. Imagine getting Belotti and Brandeschi on a Bosman. I really hope we don't get Belotti though. I really hope we don't. I think yeah, that that's no, like no. A, but I'm, I'm just trying to yeah. I, the and I think yeah. like Milan will go for those moves because it's like if you if you look at it like relative to like what Milan was looking at the right wing, like the big rumor was uh, was Berardi this past summer. Yeah, and I think he's a better player than Bernardeschi, but I think the way that this management of Milan have been the past couple of years especially if they can get Bernardeschi without paying a transfer fee expect them to go for that That's what I'm way saying, harder yeah. than they would yeah. for an upgrade at the right wing while yeah. paying one and I, th- and I think Bernardeschi in terms of his skill set I think I'm not saying he's as quote unquote bad as Salamakers but he's like that kind of grinta guy that gives you a lot of effort but he is skillful like he has a good and he's lefty which is huge yeah he's a good left foot he's a good distributor when he was playing at fiore he always had that good playmaking ability and juve to a much lesser extent but we've seen it in in phases where he actually can create stuff off the dribble and and through crossing so i think for milan it's a very good fit and aside from just you know what he adds like to the pitch to the team he's a guy that's won you know, he's won Scudetti with Juve, and he obviously took the Euro, and he's a bit older. This is a young Milan side, so I think, like, yeah, that he, and he's And he's won Scudetti, so he can yeah. show that leadership where it's, yeah. like... Yeah, I think that that's, you know, that locker room mindset is, you know, Ibra proved it at Milan. He's really, like, where the things started to turn around. I think you guys have a fountain of youth over there. You oh, know? I mean... <laughs> The Milan, <laughs> Milan labs, labs. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. keeping people alive. They'll keep people alive, but, you know, if you're young... There's all that great funding luck. from uh, Berlusconi, you know? Yeah. You know, he was actually the first owner, kind of to divulge again really quickly. He was the first owner to actually, like, super re-look... Team, yeah. Look super team, but also it's like, he went the extra mile, like, psychiatrists, like, mental health for players. See, I did not know that. Yeah, so they they taught... In this other podcast I listened to, they were talking about... You know, he was the first guy to really kind of put his players first because when you're playing for Milan, you were essentially a non-blood related child of Berlusconi, for better or for worse. Um, but yeah, he was the first to put, you know, to get a team psycho- psychologist, a team doctor, a team fitness coach. Like you'd always get these extra initiatives that at the time in the early to mid-90s were revolutionary 
now it's you know commonplace. Team Bunga Bunga Party. The bu- we're not we're not making this a, we're not we're not making this a Berlusconi tribute. But yeah, no, I, I again to kind of wrap up. I think we all agree that it's a very good move for Milan. Um, Let's stay the Juve route here. Yeah, uh, I just want to say one more thing about ben sure. Yeah, go ahead. Just that. Uh, his talks have frozen, right? And I know that he just switched agents. I think there's also part of that because Juve is, I think he's just not priority in terms of renewing contracts because they still have to renew Dybala's contract. There are reports that they're trying to renew. And Dybala would be on a free next year also. And you've seen the upcoming summer, right? Yeah, exactly. Okay. Gotcha. They want to, Mino is trying to renegotiate Delict's contract to lower mm. his release clause. Um, Mino, and, Mino's just running rampant on course. Juve right now. And... Uh, Cuadrado, who's one of these fountain of youth type players, who's sometimes just carrying Juve this year. They're yeah. trying to extend him, so part of it could be because of that. But um, yeah, hopefully he stays. But I bet he goes. Yeah. So Mike, you were going to say you're staying with the Juve route. Yeah. So I mean, the big talk has been Vlaovic, right? Mm-hmm. So you know, the latest report about this Vlaovic saga is that he's not picking up the phone for Arsenal. Mm-hmm. So I, I, <sighs> I mean, like. I'm not. I'm obviously not close to the situation, yeah. but I mean, from a thousand feet away, thousand feet up, whatever the saying is, I think it kind of looks like he's trying to force it to Juve. I don't know if he's forcing it to Juve. I mean, look, if I'm a player of Vlaovic's caliber, I see Arsenal as still a team going through transition phase, and that's what they are. They have a lot of good young pieces now, but they're they're nowhere near win now ready. Um, and they're not even, I don't even think they're a Champions League side this year. And I'm a die, as the guys know, I'm a diehard Arsenal fan. Um, why? Don't know. Still up for debate as to why. But Vlavic's talent, you're going to attract the Man City's, the Man United's. For, I think, I think, I see him going to England. To where? I have no idea. I think it's one of the two Manchester clubs. I think Spurs are going to make a big bid. Well, so that, that was going to be my next point where yeah. it's like, I think because of the reports that they've promised Conte $280 million to spend in the winter, I think Vlavic is definitely a part of those plans. Um, well, there are reports out of out of England that are saying that, uh, what's, I'm blanking on his name right now, but promised Conte. Paratici? Yeah, Paratici promised Conte Vlaovic. Well, yeah. So I will say that you mentioned that in the last part as well. So I think, I, I think again, the writing for Duvon, Duvon. No, Dusan. God damn it. Um, yeah, I think the ring's on the wall that he's going to go to England. I mean, I don't see a reason why not. More money there, better competition. You're going to be in Champions It's a guaranteed Champions League if you go to one of the two Manchester clubs. Well, maybe not Man United, but if you go to Man City. Because I think the way Man City see it is he's going to be the alternative to a Holland or a Kane. If they can't get either, they're going to go after Do you think that him. he's at that level, though? Like, I'm, not, I'm, not saying, think... I'm not saying at that level. So, I'm just but saying... this is what, I'm, this is what like, I kind of want to ask is it's like, if you're not going to get... I mean, so first of all, City can afford Holland if they want They can Holland. afford anybody in the world. Yeah. That's, not, that's not kidding. Yeah, I mean, 100%. And like, it seems like Holland wants uh, Real, so we'll see what happens yeah. with that. But I, I think, like, Dusan's like a step below. Like, he's like... No, I agree, but again... Right now, he's at least a step yeah, below. Yeah, but, but, but I'm saying... And, I, and, 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 like, another part of it might be, like, he might see Juve as, like, a stepping stone kind of a club. Mm, I honestly don't think it's as big of a step as he could take. Because I think I think if he goes to a city where they actually have a striker, I don't. Th- I honestly don't think it's the right move for a Pep system. Because when you see that Barca team, did they really have a striker that they can use? No. Well, Pep's gone after twenty twenty three. Is that a, is that confirmed? Yeah, he said he's not coming back after his contract. To, uh, take a vacation before uh, going back oh. in. 
I mean, I still, I wouldn't be surprised if they make that move. And that, that might actually be perfect where it's like, we bring this guy in. He's maybe not your stereotypical Pep player, but Pep's only going to be here for one more season after this one. Why don't we just kind of format the team to build around this guy? Like, I think, I think the writing's on the wall that Man City are going to get him. And also, you're going to spend, what's the quarter price? 80 million minimum to buy him from Fiora is what Camiso uh, is saying he wants is 80 million base. Yeah, I don't think base. they're going to get that, I think, I think it's going to be higher. I think... I don't know. He's, so he has a year and a half left yeah. on his contract. So I think he's, if he doesn't move in January, right now, yeah. you'd see it for like 50. Yeah. I, th- I, th- I think th- the teams are going to be like, play your contract out and we're going to pay you crazy money. Yeah. I also I also think that his season right now isn't that good. Isn't He's not doing that well this season because I think his goal output is relatively low. And I've seen the games where he's just not getting as much service as he would right. like. And I think... For a striker, he showed it last year that he can score in a tough defensive league. Yeah. But, you know, I think if he goes to a city, he gets what he wants, where he gets the service, he gets more money. I, I, I just see him going to city because, like Mike said, Holland is probably hell-bent on, um, on Real Madrid, which, again, makes sense. And he's at least $160 million. Like, you get... Well, he's... He's also in one of these tough scenarios where well, yeah. like, he might... And his, and his, agent, and his he, agent's Real. You know, yeah. Yeah. So I mean I don't know I mean I just I just don't think Vlaovic stays in Italy. I don't, so, if he goes somewhere, I think he's abroad. I think it's either to one this even one of the Spanish giants and well not Barca definitely not Barca. They can't I don't think Barca him. has the money. I'm just saying they can't afford. I think him. Real like Real's in a weird scenario. Like I, I think it depends on where Holland goes. Yeah, so that's what I was gonna say. But I mean like as as like a fan of a team that's a rival to Juve, I'm like I don't want them to have Vlaovic, mm-hmm. but as a Serie A fan, it's like, I really hope he stays in the league. With Vlaovic though, because I think he's going to have a similar issue to what he has at Fjorda, maybe not as a parent, where it's like, he won't get as much service. And also, he'll kind of be the second, because KS has put himself in a position where it's like, this is my team. We're going to make, he he's like, I'm the focal point of the attack. Could you imagine the salt levels though? If Juve's attack featured Chiesa and Vlaovic and Kulusevsky. Oh. Well, no, because he's. I know not Kulusevsky. What am I saying? I'm an idiot. I'm, I'm sorry. struggling Fiorentina guys. I don't know. I, I don't know why I said that. I'm. I'm. I'm an idiot. I'm. I'm not on my rocker today. Well, um, I mean, sorry. Go no, ahead. I was just. I. I think like you call me so. I think he would rather make zero dollars moving Vlaovic anywhere except Juve. And he. I think he turned down anything from Juve if he can get it. Peanuts from another team. Yeah, he does I mean, not want because after that's with Kiesa, part where, of it. I mean, Kiesa's deal looks pretty good. Juve don't pay anything for two years, and then it's like sixty. Million. I mean, they got fleeced, right? And he look he looks like a real warrior. exactly. Yeah, and it was also the valuation was at what it was like a fifty million dollar purchase. Valuation, yeah, was yeah, like, yeah. Uh, it was like, like forty. It was a, yeah, I think it was like four, I think yeah. forty five or fifty or something like that. Yeah, so I, he doesn't want that to happen again, um, which is why I think they're going to try to sell him uh, in January because if it goes to the summer and he wants Juve. It might be yeah, tough. Right? I, I, I just I don't want it to be like I, I want Sedia to be at a point where it's like all the good players don't want to go to Juve. Like I, I think I, I think you know, like we were kind of like at a point there. You know, like like last season it kind of that, felt but that's like what I'm there saying. were great like, players. Like it was other it places. was it was so refreshing because you had all these good players and really I mean most, Lukaku and Hakimi. I mean, they were from Inter, so obviously there's the loyalties there. But it's also, it's like, all these players, like, they, they oh, get well, linked well, to well, you. Well, well, let me clarify what I mean. I mean, like, it felt like we were at a place where, like, big players felt like they could come to Italy and, like, maybe be on, like, even if it's just Juve and Inter, be on a team aside from Juve. Exactly. And that was refreshing. Th- that's what I'm saying. Yeah. And, he, and, you know, to to compliment that point, you know, a lot of players in Italy 
that are playing in Italy that they're linked to Juve. They're like, they're not as like gun haul as like, oh yeah, I want to go. Because now it's like, they're realizing that like the league is getting better. And so there are a lot more teams and Juve is not the, the, the unanimous top dog. I think that's a I don't know that I would say better or just more, there's more parity. More parity. I, yeah, I should have said more parity. More parity. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it would be interesting. We'll see where things go with that. There's really nothing confirmed on it. Um, more concrete things that seem to be happening. Uh, it, you know, it looks like Ibra is going to renew at Milan until yeah, how 2020. How old would that make him at the end of I think that he'd contract? Be 42. I think it's like 65. Oh, <laughs> I mean, it's he has amazing, no gray right? hair though. No yeah, gray hair. It's amazing. He's in amazing. Shape. I have more gray hair than he does. I realize that. Oh, he'd be 41 at the end of it. Yeah, he, he like just 40 turned when he forty went in October. The, the galaxy. It's all yeah. those. It's all those commercials with Deletta that's making him like look and feel younger. Something. I think it's just like Milan's in this weird position with him, where it's like he's done so much for your team, you kind of like feel obligated to keep playing ball with him. But at some point, you gotta you gotta cut it loose. Yeah, because he it comes to a point where it's like him financially. Well, is, so cu- is, cutting, is, cutting, is cutting your potential growth for like younger talent at cheaper value. I think he's making $7 million net. I honestly feel like he would play for free. I think if they you asked him. Uh, just, no. No, he wants something. No, he he know because he, ha- he has if they, Mino, If they right? offered them that, he'd go to Inter, play 38 games, yeah. and score like 45 yeah, goals. Set the record. He's, still, he's still a Mino Raiola client, right? I have no idea with. I know him. he was. I know, I know he's he, friends with all of these. I, I, I also know he was at one point, but I think it's like, I think Zlatan's of the mindset was like, look, like I have Milan to like, kind of have like, their balls in his hand, and he's just like, I'm just going to squeeze whenever I want something. But I think, I, I think you do sign him for one year because I think, the one extra year that he's on, that's kind of the end of the transition where it's like, okay, I've shown these guys how to be leaders. I've shown how these guys to well, win or be a good team. Over for Milan, Giroud. Like who's the center forward? Well, you know, you well, never I think know the, like, the big rumor is Belotti, yeah, and there seems to be like traction there, and I still think that that's not good. Um, and, but but like here's the problem, yeah. right? Like he's making seven million net. He can't play thirty eight games. He can't play thirty games. He's played like right. what five this season so yeah, far. Yeah, I mean he's been injured already. I think like best case scenario, this is a guy who can give you twenty. Yeah, absolute best, and like that's amazing at right. forty. That's amazing. But you have to win a 38-game championship. Yeah. And I think, you know, 7 million net ties up a lot of money. I think you can go out and get what, what What if it's for less? What if it's like five net? Five's a lot, man. I mean, for, for a guy who's that's for that's three. That's no, three, three. <laughs> I, I'm just saying, like, what would be your, me, what would your number like say? Three. I think like okay. three would be around where it is. But like, uh, you know, it's also tough because it's like, okay, like, you know, you're saying the thing about mentality. It's like if Milan can push through and like actually take this Scudetto... It's kind of like, do we need him? Because everyone knows how to win it now. Well, yeah. So that's what I'm saying. It's like the the, the talks just started, right? To renew for 2023. 20, right. Yeah. So we know these contract talks take at least like two months to like get through and everything. Unless, you know, both sides are completely on the same page, which never happens with, with pro sports in any sport. Sure. Um, but no, I think, see, I, I'm a little more positive on the Belotti possibly going to Milan. Only because Belotti has shown that he can be a good scorer in Italy. That's my only caveat to it. Where he's had seasons where he's in like the higher teens, low twenties of scoring. So, and obviously he was on Torino, which obviously isn't a great team for a striker. But if he goes to a Milan, where the midfield is improving, the rumors of these wingers improving, 
like I think for him, he'll get into that low, uh, the high to low, high teens, low twenty scoring totals. I think that's what I think that helps Milan a lot, especially if it's on a free. If it's on a free, it's yeah. huge. All right, from outside looking in, right? I feel like I'm too attached to Milan and like have too strong opinions on this one. Would you rather spend that salary money, right, on Belotti or Bernardeschi? If if you had to pick one, Bernardeschi. I think I think Bernardeschi fills a bigger void that you guys have because your only creativity going forward is on the left side. Your right side, it's anemic, creatively wise. Like you have solid markers who runs and who will apply good pressure in a, in a high pressing system. And he'll, he'll run up and down the channel. You have that extra man back when there's counterattacks going on. If you add Bernadeschi, you have, the way I see it, you have a full body without a head. But if you don't have Bernadeschi, you have the head, but you have no right side at all. And in soccer, the width is key, especially now where a lot of emphasis is on being able to create out wide and crosses in. You can get a big guy. Like you have a Pellegrini. He's not fantastic, but he's a big guy. He's super young too. Like, And you could also maybe buy within Italy someone who's good. I don't know what that route is, but I think you put him more Bernadeschi because that's been an apparent need for a while. And that's a need that you can have going forward. He's shown that he could do well in Serie A in the right team. So I, I think you spend that money on Bernadeschi. Uh, I take Belotti. I think. I think. Okay. I, I think a lot of those are good reasons, but I think um, ah, something about maybe watching Juve this year not have someone lead the line properly. I think if Belotti can do that for Milan, I think like that's such an important role. Um, Milan have Leao on the left, and then yeah. this that's, like platoon that, yeah. on the right that's not really that impressive. Uh. Well, I, I think like going, I think I tend to agree like between the two of them, probably Bellotti, even though like I'm, oh, not, wow. I'm okay. not the biggest Bellotti guy, but I think like, we're going to hit celebration. Yeah. I mean the Gala, <laughs> but uh, if you're, uh, if, if you're like looking at the universe in which Milan doesn't bring back Giroud or Ibra, and then you're like, okay, now pick one of these two guys. And then yeah. in that world, I think the pressing need is striker by like a mile. And like yeah. Salamakers is, like, the perfect word to describe him is, I think, like, just serviceable. Like, he does what you need him to do. He's, he's utility. Yeah, yeah. And it's, like, it's not at a crazy high level. And, like... I'm not saying it's a bad thing because, like, those, no, those guys have value. Players, yeah, I'm just right? saying like, you need you those need guys. Those. And, like, like, from a Milan perspective, like, that's Krunich, right? Like, you need a guy who can come in and play this role and get it done at an, like, average level. Yeah. Um. So, I think, like, between the two of them, I, I tend to feel like Bellotti... I don't ever sing his praise, but I think like, you know, if you're in this world, I think even if with Ibra at like, if you can account him in for like 20 to 25 games, let's say, yeah, maybe still Belotti. Cause I don't think that you could get that many games out and you're going to assume, I think that Champions League is going to be in the mix next year. Yeah. Too. And, and again, I think, I think with, at least for me, I always tend to favor more towards people who can create and who end up scoring. Because the, the key to a good forward is, yes, your ability, but it's also like you're depending on a lot of other people to get you the ball. Mm-hmm. I think with Bernadeschi, that's a major hole that you fill where it's like you have another guy that can get whoever forward you put in that system, you get them the ball at a good rate and in good positions. That's that is just how I see it. But, you know. We sign both. What? Both. Well, yeah, obviously. Sign, obviously I mean, that would can. be great. So now would you sign both at the expense of Ebro? I think 100% so. for me. I I, so. I agree. No, I, I you would You got to move on at some point. Yeah. And I think that those guys have enough life in them that you could probably squeeze like 
four to five years. And and Bolo and Bolo is a captain, so he has leadership qualities. Yeah. So, yeah. but um, I do want I do want to go back to Juve though because there are reports that Spurs want McKinney, mm-hmm. and as being the Juve fan, mm-hmm. how would you feel if Spurs were to come in and take McKinney? What do you think that does to the team? Uh, I mean. McKenney had a fantastic season last year that I don't think anybody really expected. I don't think anyone expected him to play as much or have nearly as much. Um, that was one of the few things. That was one of the few things that Pirlo did as well. I was, was yeah. going to say the exact thing. Like Pirlo figured that out, like what McKenney should do and what he does well. Mm-hmm. Over the summer, when there were like reports that Juve was getting offers of like fifty-five million for him, Mike can attest to this. I was like, sell, 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 sell. It's just he's not. He's not a player worth that much money. Mm-hmm. Um, so it depends. I mean, I think it'd be hard because I think Juve need more help in the midfield. So if, if you're talking like January, I think it'd be be rough to see him go. Yeah, you guys are already slim there for a good midfielders anyway. Yeah, so. I think that like ideally Juve would try to ship out Ramsey and Rabiot, and Rabiot in January and try to bring in one more able body. McKenny's been playing really well lately for the US and for Juve. Yeah. Um, I do think also, like, I think they paid $19 million for him on his permanent transfer yeah. or something like that. So I think if they get an offer somewhere like $50 million, I think the, the gains that they'd make on that are too attractive for you. That it's yeah, no, that's fair. Mike? Oh, no, I, I I think that I agree with everything there. I just, like, I wonder about, like, the Conte fit. And I, like, you know, the, like, maybe the reporting is just the Italian media being the Italian media, but you hear these things about McKinney, like, not being disciplined. Like, you know, I, I find the cheeseburger one too far like, <laughs> removed from reality. Like, I think that that one's got to be hey, a joke. me and Galano, when we were playing in high school and college, our diet had McDonald's factored into it. And oh, we, I, oh, I know. And we still played at a relatively high level for that age group. Michael Phelps is, like, a McDonald's advocate, and he is an Olympic gold winner. But going back to this, I kind of, <clears throat> excuse me, I kind of feel like um, I've lost my train McKinney. of thought here. McKinney, yeah, I mean, cheeseburger. I think that <laughs> I think that his uh, his fit at Spurs would be weird. If Conte is going to be there for any significant amount of time, I really don't know that it works. Yeah, I kind of like the fit with Conte. Do you think, like, do you think that he'd get his th- shit, like, shit think, together or I, do you think he'd no, get his well, shit well, Conte, Conte would, would either make him or, or just beat not him. play him. Yeah. It's either, it's either you fall in line or I beat you with a stick. Yeah, I think that's like a natural comparison that people will make and say like looking at the great Juve Conte teams that you could sort of see McKenny being Vidal. Mm-hmm. That That's how, that's my apparent, right. that's, my, that's my comparison. I think Vidal especially at that point, was way better than McKenney. And I think that he was way more technical than McKenney. Um, But I do think people see like this hustling midfielder who gets some goals and they're like, oh, these guys are... And he and he's, st- he's still relatively young. He's like 22, he's 23. Yeah, yeah. He's, st- he's still got plenty of football left in him, barring injury, knock on wood. Um, yeah, I, I think it's a good fit. I think he... Bringing him in kind of leads to the exodus. A lot of the fat that's on Spurs, like Adele Ali, gone. Um, Lucas, but I thought that he was a world beater. That's what everyone's been. He had me he had one game years. while playing at MK Dons against Spurs. And like Spurs, like, oh, we got to buy this guy. Yes, I remember exactly the Adele Ali transfer really saga. Good. I I think he's fallen off way too much. I and also, fuck Spurs, go Gunners, Gooners, because we're just a bunch of goons. Um, <laughs> But yeah, I think I think he goes, and someone stupid like Man United is probably going to buy him anyway. So, 
So on the Arturo Vidal comp, I'm not going to lie. If we were on camera, I, my face initially was like, oh, that's a little ridiculous. But then I thought about it more. I, I think I'm actually in your boat. Um, Our boat. I agree with him too. You're being plural. Ah, you only no. You point. Ah, you, ah, you pointed. Ah, you pointed your ah, head to Rocco. I don't want to hear that shit. Um, we we got to use the y'all <laughs> on this podcast. Um, but yeah, I think Vidal was more talented, but also I think Vidal has like a sense of nastiness to him mm-hmm. that I That's one of those things that you like. You're nurtured to have at like a young age and. McKinney just doesn't have. Yeah. He's too soft. I mean, you could tell that from his stupid Harry Potter celebration. Well, let's put this way. <laughs> I think in in terms of like the average Serie A midfielder, I think he's soft. Now, compare him to probably like one of the hardest midfielders of like our generation. Like, of course, like he's going to be way off the rack. Is he hard enough for the Premier League though? I think his yeah, style of play fits fine. that yeah. better than it. No, I, no, I agree. Fine. I just wanted to pose the question. Yeah, I think I think he'll be fine. because you have you, you have a lot of like just nasty people in England. Yeah, but sure, but in the midfield, I, I think that they're kind of going away from that. Unless like you're going to like a Burnley, right? Like that <laughs> the new the new I cold think, night at Stoke. Yeah, and I, I, was and I, say, think, I think he could do it on a rainy Tuesday. <laughs> night, so. I think like he sees a lot of that kind of bullshit in Concacaf matches. Anyway. Oh yeah. The nastiness he sees in CONCACAF, I think, is nastier than what he'll see Agree. in the Prem. No, the nastiest international is CONMEBOL, no, the South American. No, CONMEBOL is... Oh, you're saying that's the nastiest That's one? the nastiest where it's like... No the, way. Disagree. The challenges that go into that, the high, the high-footed man. challenges. Are you got to watch a Mexico, like Con-Cast. Costa Rica no, game. No, watch, watch, the, watch the most recent Brazil, watch the Argentina. U, U, watch US-Honduras. That one, Dude, well, yeah. you'll look at that game and be like, What? The refs are making no calls out here. People getting punched in the face. And like these, a lot of the other players in Concacaf, I feel like really want to get after like Pulisic and McKinney, like the like the high profile American guys. Like those guys have a target on their back. Well, half of them don't play on like regulation fields, but you know it's not. The thing is, like in South America, there's like actual quality, right? Like there's actual like good players. Yeah, but yeah, but they all hate each other though. Sure. Like the they hate each other from like a like a heritage perspective, which yeah. is let me fuck okay uh, f- more. Yeah, fire you're not gonna get like you're not gonna get like the Brazil midfield being like, all right, let's go out and get red cards tonight. Like yeah. you know, they're too yeah. professional. No, but most of the people, they are they're too yeah, professional. Yeah, but most of the teams that they play do that, and then that brings out the nexus in them. Granted, that Copa America final between Argentina oh, and Brazil. That was that's what I'm saying. That yeah. was war. That wasn't like an actual. That, that, game. That's the game I was referring to. That was yeah. It, that was that was an absolute bloodbath. Yeah. Um, but sorry, back to McKinney. Yeah, sorry, we had a. I, I think McKinney. Tangent. I think McKinney would be fine in the prem. Um, Deli Ali, he's gone. I don't see him in a contestism at all. I think that he has an inflated enough value that he get a profit on. Deli Ali is the type of player where I feel like if he left Spurs, like complete change of scenery, got his head right, could be like a top twenty player. You know who he reminds me? Like of? He's that good. You know who reminds me of in terms of situation? The perfect comp: Jesse Lingard. No, no way. Why not? Deli Ali is significantly more talented. No, I'm saying situationally. Situation. When he, if he were to leave, sure, yeah. like if he leaves Spurs, goes to like a West Ham where he can actually play his own type of style. I think yeah. he could, I, I agree with you there. Yeah. I didn't say talent wise. Yeah. That's, that's nuts. Is he's, I feel like he's been around forever. You guys know how old Deli Ali is? 25. Well, I guess you know. But uh, <laughs> well, because Spurs I bought him when he was, he was no, because Spurs bought him when he was like nineteen. Stevie yeah. G says he was the most talented player he's seen play, and that Liverpool should buy him. What Premier League titles does Stevie G have? Facts. 
That's how you. That's how you measure that. It's got Champions you, League you, titles, you, right, Mike? Yeah, you oh, had. Ah. <laughs> no one right. talks about. No one talks about the one two years later. Just focus on Istanbul. Okay. Yeah, uh, that's fine. I'm cool with that. So, <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. So good news coming out of maybe good news coming out of Milan for you, guy Brozovic telling everyone on Twitter today. Yes, I want to stay at Inter. That doesn't mean Do shit. You buy it. Doesn't yeah, mean shit. Yeah, but Kessie has been saying after Kessie, I don't yeah, buy any no, of this. I don't buy any of that garbage. Yeah, but no. the question: becomes, Lukaku is going to stay. Oh, that 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 money calling from Lukaku. We've talked about. But like, like, you don't say no to that money. I don't give a damn. Like. You can't you can't take these comments at face. No, I'm no. not saying you should, but I'm just saying you know it is what it is. I, those are that's not even news to me. I, I literally saw that today. I was like, yeah, okay. I got the Gazette update, and I was like, okay, oh, yeah. this yeah. means he's gone. Like <laughs> the fact that Gazette reported it actually makes me think lesser than them because that's not news. So now the question is, how long have these talks been going on for? A couple so, months, two or three. So now months. who do you think they started before the battle? So now ones. what have you seen anything that's like quoted as like what's stalling the? I've heard mixed. You really don't know. I, there, I've heard there's like a sizable difference in, in what they're expecting. But who's higher, bros? Obviously, no, yeah. he wants to make. He's got to come down, guys. Yeah. Hey, you. Hey, the world is a weird. Not every the world's a weird place. Every you never know. Could be like Skriniar, where like Skriniar like fired his agent, represented himself just to resign. Um, but it it's happened. Yeah, it's happened. But Brozovic, listen, this is his last big contract, so I I completely understand him wanting money. And if I'm in there, like you pay the man. Like you have to. Yeah, he, how important is he? He's crucial. He's like a Jorginho, or Jorginho to the Italian national team type of importance, where it's like that system doesn't work. Uh, he's no. missing penalties? No, he's more important than Jorginho is. 100%. Really? That? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There is literally nobody in that team that could play his role. Gallardini, what are you no. talking about? No, you could, uh, but I experimented with that a little bit in the beginning of the year, but Sensi? Hakan. Who are you going to put? Hakan. Right? Like, yeah, Hakan. Hakan like, Chalanoglu. Yeah, Hakan shouldn't have a place in the starting roster. All right. Buy or sell Kessie to PSG at $9 million net. That's what the latest reports are saying. Milan meeting low at $6 million. I would not pay him $9 million. That's that's what what I think Milan needs an order in Assassin I, 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 on Leonardo at this I, point. I was about to say, maybe, <laughs> honestly, maybe, maybe if you're Milan, you do it. Started off with Tiago. Hey, nine million. Nine million. No, no, I'm saying. No, I'm saying you money. let him go to PSG. Oh, I mean, yeah, no, 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 that's what I'm saying. To. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm not paying that man nine million. The only thing I'm sour about is it's just like, hey, it's the same like, thing over and over. Yeah, again. I mean, like you're letting these guys walk, and you think about how much money like Milan would have in the bank if they sold them. Yeah, but they, you know, say yeah, whatever you want to say it's about hard it. For, for Milan to look at it and say like he deserves nine million, I think. What would you say? I think he's been their third best midfielder. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, season. third third best. I mean, like, like for like, Tonali is, like, there for him, and he's been better. Like, and Ben Nasser adds something to the game that I don't think either of those guys do, and it's more important. Yeah, I don't think you have a midfielder that does anything like Ben Nasser does. I, he's the most important midfielder. Yeah. Like, we spoke about this last mm-hmm. week. 100%. I think that he's the most important midfielder at Milan. He's yeah. your biggest miss for the AFCON. Yeah, I think it's annoying because... You have to go out and buy someone to replace Cassie, right? If he goes, oh, just ask all the Milan Twitter fans. They're gonna find the second Mike Magnan and <laughs> everything's gonna be. Yeah, well, Pobega does Pobega. come back next year. Yeah, he's good. But he's not gonna be Cassie, and like not gonna be what Cassie was last year. Like Cassie last year was so, probably the best midfielder. In so this is what I was thinking. I was thinking about Cassie's body of work while at Milan. 
Aside from one good year, as I'm saying, aside from last yeah. season, when did he have a really I good season? I think that's good year. I think, well, I I think, think since, Ga, I think, since Gattuso, Gattuso, since Gattuso took over, he's been dynamite. Okay, so here's what I'll say, right? Like last one season, year was phenomenal, it. right? Like you're gonna say he's a top at least three midfielder in Italy, right? Like yeah. Before that, it, he was like above average, but like. I don't think that he ever like shocked anyone with how good he was. I think it was kind of like he came over from Atalanta and you're expecting it, expecting it. And it was like a couple years went yeah. by and then finally he had the, And it was a huge breakout moment. I think there's a big stigma towards Kessie because of the price. And because of the when he came in, like vintage banter era, like Yi Young Hong and those guys, like... That that was one of the purchases. Fair enough, but would you not say that like this year is like a regression to you know? I think it's a regression to the mean. I think yeah, it's, it's exactly I, what I. I, I so. It's exactly what I was gonna go with there, yeah. and it's like I think like he's good, but he's not great. I think he's like one of those guys. I, I think with the, with the evolution of Tonali now, I think he's you're in a position where I mean it sucks they had to let him walk, but I think for that quoted money, you, you let him walk. Yeah, I don't I mean, think nine I, millions. I, I say, if you're not going to give Donnarumma that much money, you're exactly. not giving Cassie yeah. that much yeah. money. And if you do, that's just fucking stupid. How like, many midfielders in Italy make, you know, above eight? That was, that was, that was the ones on Juve. But that was my expression. It's like, how many players are making that type of money and actually deserve it? Like, that's... Like, I think even, like, go over to England, then you're, like, struggling to find, like, a huge list but that's of what I'm saying. Yeah, making that net money. Like, it's It's ridiculous. I was trying to find the list of like Milan players that PSG have taken over well, the years. Well, Thiago Silva, yeah. Ibra are the two first movers. Those are the first ones. Gija. I don't think Paqueta went there directly. I think there was a... No, I thought Paqueta went back to Brazil. I don't know where... I thought Paqueta had a stint at at PSG for a little bit as well. Um, I don't remember that. And then... And then Gijo. Ishk. Yeah, he's at Lyon right now. Yeah, he was not at PSG. He, was he wasn't at, at PSG at all? No. I stand straight from Flamengo. But Leonardo brought him in at Milan because he was part of it. Why did Leonardo leave? What year? After he coached Inter for a hot second. The only thing I really remember about Paqueta was Pioli saying he's too Brazilian and Paqueta getting super in his feels about that. <laughs> he's a good player, though. He's good, but I think he's talented on the ball. But yeah, he's, that's the thing. Yeah, starts for Brazil. Doesn't Put that into perspective. Yeah, he starts for Brazil. Do you think him or Brahim? Who would you rather have? Different players. Different, but that's they play the. I take Brahim. I take Brahim. Honestly, your ideal. If you had Paqueta on this team and put him next to the Kessier Tonali type, he's he's more of a Benacer than he is anybody else in that midfield. Yeah, but he they tried him in that ten spot. At Milan, which is, yeah. I think was part of the reason it never I think worked. That's a f- I think he's a mezzala. Brazilians to be Kaka, Kaka, yeah. yeah. No, Pacata is a mezzala. Yeah, I think that's his sure. best spot. Well, that used to be, there was like a theory that Berlusconi, when he was the owner, he always yelled at the coach, like, no, you're being the coach of Milan. You're playing uh, two, stri- two, two right, strikers right, on top, yeah, yeah. and you have the well, number 10. Milan's got the history of the Fantasista. That's what they want. The Fantasista. The Fantasista. Like, you had the Kaka, you had the, um, um, oh my goodness. During the during the eighties, oh my god! Gullet, Gullet, yeah. Like you had him, you had uh, Hullet, <laughs> Gullet. It's actually pronounced um, Hullet. Yeah, but they. That's Marcus like that's Dutch. been that's always been Berlusconi's thing. It's like yeah, that's what we need. That's the thing. It was two strikers at number ten behind. No tattoos. 
No tattoos. Oh, yeah, he had, he had a he whole had bunch weird of thing, yeah, he had, yeah, yeah. It was like a cult over there. George Steinbrenner, but uh, yeah, <laughs> no, mustaches only. Imagine a soccer team of just like eleven dudes with like mustaches <laughs> like that. That'd be the funniest shit. You saw my Halloween you costume. Yeah, you <laughs> saw the, my Halloween weird. costume and my birthday. I can rock a stash for Berlusconi if I have to. But you're not playing for the national team, so not Bro. yet. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Hey, I'm still only 25. Center back. Third, third string keeper. They, yo, <laughs> you put me in goal. I'm rocking that shit. Even though I'm way undersized to be an Italian goalkeeper. But um, I think that's that's it, right? Yeah, I think let's close out on a fun question. Yeah. Marco, go ahead and pick one. All right. So we talked about and you know, the first half of this pod was mainly focused on the Azzurri. So we're going to go around the table starting with Galano. Favorite Azuri player, past or present, that you enjoyed watching or you enjoy watching now? Oof, that is so hard. I thought Pirlo was a lot of fun to watch. Um, You're not going Marco Matarazzi? The Matrix? He, from a pure entertainment perspective, <laughs> yes. Hey, he won us that World Cup. He did. When you think about it, he scored the game-tying goal and got Zidane sent off. Yeah, listen... All, of, all because he had a um, wise crack, but. Oof. Honestly, I think you have to go back to that. Uh, was it the 90, the 1990 team? It was probably. Uh, I don't even know if he was on. I'll, I'll go. I'm going to go with the Inter guy. I'm going to go Bobo Vieri. Did you even watch Bobo Vieri? Yeah. He played early 2000. I'm, I'm saying on, on the team, on the national team, though. Yeah, favorite Azuri player. Yeah, I'll yeah. go with I'll go with Bobo. Bobo played all the time, man. No, I know, I know he, I know he was good. Okay, I'm sorry, I'm Yaquinta. Oh, that's <laughs> my guy. He's from <laughs> He's like team. Yeah. Yeah. He has a lot of firearms. A lot of firearms. Okay, I'm gonna. So no, you want to pick a strike? So Mata, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'll give you three: Matarazzi, Luca Toni, Bobo Vieri. Those are my three. Who's, your, I, who, who's your number one? Bobo? Bobo. Okay. That's all we need. Rocco, um, you're up. I'll go with a current guy. Uh, I'll go with Chiesa. I think just watching him play is so fun. He's so direct. I know I'm just Juve shilling because I'm <laughs> Well, I mean, any really Azuri player, your right, chance of being a Juve shill. Yeah. Um, no, I just think that like he plays so much more direct than I'm used to seeing someone play for Italy. Mm-hmm. Um, it's refreshing. So at least... Right now, caught up in the moment, I'll say Chiesa. Gotcha. Mike? So, I think three guys. I think favorite meme era is Cassano, just because like, <laughs> you never knew, man. You never knew. You know what I got in my head right now? You know that picture from the twenty from the Brazil World Cup? And it's Balotelli. He's got the corner flag. He's pretending it's its dick. And him and Balot- uh, Cassano are just laughing their asses <laughs> while the rest of the guys are practicing. Hey, that team, that team made to a Euro final in yeah, I, look, 2012. Man, I mean, that like he was fun to watch. You yeah. never knew what he was going to get out. He was fiery. He was an asshole. It was cool. Second name, Quagliarella, because he would just Oof, rip I mean, stunts. Quagliarella, boom, boom. Yeah, he scores the greatest goals that you'll ever see. Did you ever hear the story about Quagliarella? Like why he kind of like... The postman thing? The postman. Yeah. Why? It was like a stalker yep. situation. But he was a police officer. Yeah. Yeah. That was yes. And he like actually like sued and got damages and everything. Like the guy's... I think, I think it was like a $4 million lawsuit that he won. Or something like that. Good for him. Yeah. Good for him. And who's I, your third? I just always remember that goal he scored in that... The, the South Africa World oh, Cup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah, just ripped a screamer. I think it was New Zealand. It was Those like the nicest goal of the tournament. And he just goes, picks the ball up because Italy was so bad. Um, and then probably 
Pirlo is my favorite. Like yeah. I like always loved Pirlo. Like yeah. sorry, just watching the Juventus legend Pirlo. Oh, play. Yeah. He only played for you, <laughs> no one else. Nah. Italy. It was yeah, fantastic. everyone forget that. all three. Yeah. Well, he did he played senior team? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yes, he did. I know he was a youth product. And most importantly, the Regina man, Pirlo. Oh, he did play for Regina. Did. Yep. Uh but I like I think back to like 06, like he's man of the match more times than any other player at the tournament. And then like the 2012 Euros was like watching like just a symphony. It was Yeah, yeah. he was he was picking apart teams. It was ridiculous. Yep. All right. Go ahead and Marco. I got I got two slash three. Our first one, and no one is gonna you guys are gonna react insane says Zambrota. Okay. So quick nostalgia for Zambrota. When I was first getting into soccer and I was actually decided to be a, a right wing back and a right back, the guy I watched the most was Zambrota as to how I wanted to play. So that's always nostalgic for me. Number two, Chiellini. The way the way he defends, because Here's here's my biggest anomaly with Kalina that I love about him. He will hack the shit out of you and he'll fight you. The minute you raise a hand to him, he's the first defender I've ever seen dive and get every single call he dives for. <laughs> well, except the one time he got literally bit on the field and yep. apparently Yeah, that by wasn't by Luis Suarez. No, but like I think he, for me, he was what I, in my mind, what is an Italian defender. You know, very physical, very smart with his yeah, tackling. Never really cool. got, never really slid tag. Was very smart in terms of his positioning. And Zabrata for me it was more of like how to be an offensive defender, where it's like crossing and being good on the ball. And then third, just from pure, you know, success, Del Piero. The goal. Yeah. Like, I always go back to the goal he had against Germany. Oh yeah. Like for me, I was ten at the Andiamo time. Berlino. I was turn. I was turning ten that year. Like, and my country was winning the world, the biggest prestige in soccer at the time. Like, no memory gets better than that. I was in my grandma's couch. I jumped up yeah. and, and sat on my infant sister's head. I rem- like, I just remember, was it the keeper was Lehman? Lehman, just fully outstretched, and that ball just going. Well, over him. so wasn't was it all over Khan? No, it no, was it was Lehman. Lehman was the Arsenal. Uh, was the Arsenal goalie? At the, yeah, he was the Arsenal goalie at the time. But what happened was... The most it, underrated part of that play is the Gilardino layoff. By yeah. the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So what, what's insane about that is that when you look at that finish, he, he's running down like the left side of the center and he contorts his body inside right, right instep, curls it, upper 90, right... Like it was, it was beautiful. Like, he scored that goal probably a million times. Oh, yeah. Though, but, that, but that's what I'm saying. It's like yeah. when you're... And he also went the bus game. He went like a psychopath look. Yeah. And honorable mention, mention I think it's Giordino, I think for all of us. With What was his celebration? Was it the violin? The violin. Yeah, it was the violin. I've got that Gila Milan jersey. I know. I was about to say, Mike, Mike, Mike Ward to the last pod. I'll say this, man. Like, when Italy wins that World Cup, I'm 10. I'm there thinking like an idiot. I'm like, we're going to win so many. Yeah, I thought, I thought... Only I could see myself today being like, fuck. They're not going to get out of market. The best, the best is like, we're the best on the planet. And then 2010 rolls over like, we're terrible. And then just, you know, t- 10 years later until the Euro when we're still like that. But all right, guys, you know, sadly. We, we, forgot, to... we forgot Graziano. How do we not forget <laughs> Graziano Pele? I think he's more of a patron saint, not a cult hero. Oh, okay. For us, the, one, the arguably, you know, most attractive soccer player we've ever seen. Aside the from only Cristiano Italian Rome, that plays striker who's over six foot he, five. The, be, the best was so for six five. <laughs> that's, that's like a very small. Like, he's yeah. six four. Six. He's he's six four. 
I, I kind of studied all of his stats, but that's not here. We no have way. we have his Potomac jersey. Have, we have so year. he was on Potomac last year, so we got a jersey. <laughs> and we're like, we, there's a one time. My girlfriend was actually really sweet about it. For my birthday, she wanted to get me a jersey of his because she knew how much I talked about him. <laughs> I, not as a player, just as a person. So she she resourced Mike. To try to get a, a a jersey, but he was playing in China, I think, at the time. For he was he, he was got, like the he, tenth highest yeah. paid player in the world. Yeah. So he came to Parma. I was like, "Look, Sabrina, I'm sorry. Like, I gotta buy this jersey." She's <laughs> like, "Why?" I'm like, "You understand." So I bought it. It's like three sizes too tight on me and Galano, but he's our patron saint because he was one extremely good looking, two had no actual skill high enough to actually be on the national team, but because Italy was so bereft of strikers that it's like we needed him. Sorry, deprived the strikers, wrong word. Um, that he just came out. And I remember he scored a goal and I was videotaping the goal. And I videotaped him look at the screen with his eyes wide open and then just dive on the floor to pretend like he's swimming. <laughs> All right. We got to end on that. that. That's a good memory. All right. Until next time, Mike, Rocco, Galano, thank you for joining. Ciao, everybody. <laughs>